are now listening to Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Tune in to our live show every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The following live broadcast may not be suitable for all ages. The views expressed in this show are solely those of the individual providing them and do not represent the opinion of the station, website, or any affiliated partners. Audience discretion is advised. Secret Worlders, how are you doing tonight? Hope you are doing great and hope you are joining us tonight to find out who won our legendary moments of the Secret World contest. Yay! So we're going to be announcing that and we actually have two ties, would you believe it or not? So it's not just five people who are getting the prize, it's actually seven. Woohoo! So, as the fate would have it, or the RNG <laughs> from the community would have it, we have seven winners tonight. Yes, we do. So, we're going to be doing that um, today. And we will also be talking about some positive news as well for Funcom, uh, who have released their first quarter of 2017 financial report. Mm hmm. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the massively OP interview uh, with Scott Jr., who's the executive producer of The Secret World, or should I say Secret World Legends, and uh, Tilti, Romana Miel, uh, the game director of Secret World Legends. Yes, so we've got tons of stuff to talk about, and, of course, joining me and Tita. Tonight, we have Jin. Hey, guys. We have Jag. What's up, yo? Ocho. Hey, everybody. And Jared. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all doing tonight? Doing just fine. I, I, I can't wait. Uh, I think 40, <laughs> 40 more days. 40 more days. Yes, yes, yes. We are down by a week. So only five weeks to go. Woohoo. <laughs> of course, we're talking about the 26th of June when uh, the game is going to relaunch. So looking forward to that. Hello to everyone in our Twitch channel coming to hear us live. Hope you're all doing well. Thanks for stopping by. And of course, big, big, big hello to everyone. You can't see me now, but I'm actually waving. I don't even know why I'm doing that. <laughs> to everyone who's going to be downloading our episode in the future. Alrighty. So, shall we like start with uh, talking about the interview first? <laughs> or shall, shall we be bad? 
Or shall we be good and actually announce who the contest winners are? <gasps> teasing, teasing's good. <laughs> Maybe. Announce the winners at the end, so they have to listen to everything, you know? Oh, Jag is, Jag is bad, ah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Now let's 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 get on with the let's get on with the announcing who the winners were, and well, here's the thing, um, you know how they say everyone's a winner. Well, technically that's true. Uh, we can award everyone because we just don't have that many dog tags. We wish, but we don't. Um, but the entries that we got were pretty pretty great and here's the thing i'm pretty sure that over the last almost five years of the game's existence uh there has been many 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 uh screenshots that have been posted uh online you know that are just lying uh in people's folders that have not been submitted and that look absolutely amazing and that's Probably because we have a really fantastic game. So everything looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And of course, we do have some of our favorites. So before we announce the grand uh, seven winners, how about we go down and we actually mention uh, which... Uh, which entry was our favorite and why? Ocho, why don't we start with you? Sure. Um, the one that, uh, that I thought was, uh, was one of our best entries was not one that made it to the second round, actually. <laughs> uh, it was one that was uh, given to us by Eluros, and it's one where... Can we, can we show that one? Um... It's one where he's in front of the. Uh, he's, he's in. Oh, there was uh, the Orochi uh, yeah, dungeon, yeah. No, he's right? In, uh, in Polaris, and he's in front of the. He's in front of the ship, and it's got this. It's got the. Um, it's got the filth around the edges, and it's got kind of you know the. Uh, it's got the Orochi tags on the shipping containers, and he put that it was his, basically his first one of his first times doing a nightmare run, and I don't know that that kind of resonated with me because not only was it a great screenshot. I thought, but it was also like, you know, it's a, the, one of those legendary moments of, you know, entering into the top echelons of the game. Right. So that's the one that I really liked. Yes, it's, it is fantastic. And that, that was a pick from the, um, from the round one. All righty. Who's next? Jin? Um, I really loved uh, Lucid's entry. It was an entry where they were on the skateboard and just that how they got that camera angle at the right time. I wonder if you had to do that so many times, like jumping up and down to get the perfect shot. It was it was pretty awesome. Right. So that was actually that did make it into round two where the community actually had to vote on it. And uh, it was entry number seven. Awesome. From those entries. Yeah. Jared, Jag, do you guys have a favorite? No, nah, not really. They're all pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My some favorite. people were just like, uh, yeah, I, I can't vote. I like all of them. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> uh, my favorite was uh, the dinosaur. The uh, evil dinosaur yeah. that we will never see. 
until hopefully season two finally comes out by the, before the end of this year, hopefully. I love dinosaurs. Why does everyone think it's going to be a dinosaur in season two? Congo dinosaurs, come on! He's covered in in all these like vegetation. It's perfect for the for the jungle. I I love Klaus's. He has he has such so many um, old pictures. I I want to. I need to get them all from him sometime. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. You need like a what a. One terabyte of data. <laughs> I know. I have like five thousand screenshots myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, over over the years, over the lifespan of the game. I think I've changed three or four computers, um, and every time that I would upgrade to a different computer, I would save those screenshots. But then they ended up on different hard drives, on different things, and I had to fish for them, and then it was just way too hard. As I mentioned before, it was just way too hard for me to um, decide on, you know, which ones I would... Because I had this idea, let's do a collage of things, like Ocha, like you did as well. Um, and it was like, eh, that's just too hard. I say those are just my tops, but I've been, uh, I've been awfully, um, not good per se, but I've been awfully dedicated about keeping all my screenshots together. So it, it made it relatively easy for me to, to pick out my favorites. Right. Anyway. Well, I gotta say my, my picks, there were actually two. Uh, and I couldn't really decide between them. <laughs> one was by uh, Lucid Nightmare, um, and it was the one from Agartha. It was one of the events where I think uh, fourth anniversary of the game. I and saw I'm not that. sure if that's from our podcast or it was just you it know is. random. Is it okay? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't really tell. <laughs> that's a Beyond the Veil podcast. I remember that show. <laughs> It was absolutely fantastic. And uh, the other one was by uh, Caitlin Hunter. Uh, and uh, that one, I'm trying to find it. I think it was one of the events that um, her cabal, Nine Swords, uh, had organized. And it was also, it's showing a crowd of people just enjoying the event uh, with fireworks. And I have soft spots for rainbows and fireworks people. (laughs) So those two, without a doubt, were my favorites. They were absolutely fantastic to me. Most of of my screenshots are just screenshots of PvP scoreboards after Eldorado or Stonehenge, so... Meh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's okay. You're like, yeah, and I killed you, and I killed you, and I no. killed you. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, what is it all? Just the scoreboards. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I used to take a <laughs> screenshot of that, too. I feel like I, I, I actually killed a person. <laughs> yeah, I got a nice, uh, nice KD ratio. It's not bad. One kill, 20 deaths, that's that's me right there. Come on. <laughs> There's also one uh, fantastic screenshot. See, I can so relate to when people say, I, I can't pick, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it was uh, Dancing with the Wolves uh, by Irina Sweet Tears uh, with uh, her character slaying a wolf and there was this whoosh you know, effect uh, of the sword 
that and the way that the wolf is positioned like oh my god it's it's just awesome i loved it when i first saw it i was like oh my gosh that's awesome there's there's oh yeah <laughs> so griff is not here but she did manage to single one out and um that was let me just double check i don't want to mention the wrong one and i think it's also one of the um it's by Eureksha. um the one with uh she says that this one is messy with the ui all over but i love how close they were to one of the flappies and have a soft spot in my heart for whispering tide pics hang on that's not the one no, oh yeah, it is by Eureksha. Yeah, I was right. Uh, it was also the one from round one that didn't make it into round two. Uh, with, uh, I think it was a person, uh, character in a white outfit. And uh, Flappy just took up <laughs> the rest of the screen. It was just amazing. We had a lot of screenshots uh, come to us from the Whispering Tide event you have no idea how many so that was definitely i'm i'm actually quite pumped to be a participating uh to be participating in whispering tide again in yes. the not so distant future shall we say we're gonna because, take so many oh my gosh it's gonna be awesome and it's going to you know all the people that participated in opening the portals and then <gasps> when finally tokyo portal opened up and it, it was crazy remember the lag oh my god when we were just walking on air i don't know if that happened to a lot of you but there were just characters just going like going crazy like we couldn't see other characters but your own character was just just walking uh not on a branch but just on thin air <laughs> It was surreal. It was it was just great to see. And all the people watching the flappies, all the flappies flying to the portal. Fantastic. Right. So I guess now would be the time to start talking about who the top entries were. Now, as you know, we have asked you, the community, to give either a thumbs up or a thumbs down to a certain pick. Um, and the way that we tallied the votes was the percentage of the people who gave thumbs up uh, was taken into consideration. So when we talk about the percentages, it's percentage of the highest thumbs up given to any uh, entry in round two. Makes sense. Right. So the fifth place is actually a tie between Frank Calhoun and Klaus von Richter. And so here, this is what I'll do. Uh, voting has concluded, but let's try to let's try to show them one more time. So the entry it was entry number nineteen by Frank Holm, and Xander is going to be so kind and look them up. And uh, it was entry number 15 by Klaus von Richter. So there you go, guys, and you get a tie for 
the fifth place. Does that mean that you're, you're gonna split a dog tag and send half of it to each of them? <laughs> no! Well, technically it's a set of two, right? Yeah, two tags for get, dog tags. <laughs> they can each get half of each piece. <laughs> and if they put them together, it will uh, give them a clue to the newest investigation mission. They when you know when. <laughs> By the time they receive it, it'll probably be the game. Like uh, Secret World Legends will have come out. <laughs> there you go. So there will there will be no splitting. Instead, what uh, I've decided after looking at how many dog tags we actually have is to give uh, three, one of each, uh, to both Frank and Klaus. Whoa, it's even better than being split. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it would only be fair, right? Because they both came in at 49.4%. So, you know, it was like, well, how do you, how do you split a three? <laughs> you can't really. Well, I guess technically you can, but... Alrighty, so congrats to Frank and Klaus. Now we come to the fourth place that is not shared. It came in fourth with 51.9% of thumbs up. And that is uh, entry number four by K1. Oh uh, yeah, go Kit Kat. Katarina. That's a pretty cool entry. So entry number four, sorry, entry number three that I ended up say, in the fourth like, wait, place. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I read it wrong. What? You guys have the same info. Correct me. <laughs> so congrats to Cat. He also gets all three faction dog tags. Now, again, we have a tie for the third place. Both picks came in, both entries came in at 55.6%. And those were entries number one and number nine. So number one is entry by Siafi. And number nine, again, is Katarina one. Oh, wow. Does he get twice the dog tags? So he wins twice. <laughs> I'll see if he wants to donate <laughs> the second, the second badge. Because technically, yes. I have donations of, do of dog tags. You what? Sorry? I'm happy to accept donations of dog tags. <laughs> I bet. So would probably a lot of people. Hey, Kit Kat, somebody's birthday is coming up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats to K1 again and Siafi. Now, second place... Uh, came in at exactly 58% of thumbs up. And it it's uh, entry 13, so entry number 13, MKU's entry. That is absolutely fantastic. All the entries are. <laughs> so congrats to MKU. And that, I really, really love that entry. This is a cool one, yeah. I I really really like it. it. There's just something about it. it. It's like, you know, good versus evil. <laughs> it's pretty spectacular. Has like a He-Man Masters of the Universe kind of feel to it as well. Right. The end of something. It's kind of kind of fitting, you know, the end of TSW, but the beginning of Secret World Legends. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's my headache talking. 
so there was a second place entry, number 13, MKU's entry, coming in second uh, with 58% of thumbs up. Now, first place goes to... <laughs> Mamalis in entry Woo! number six. Mm. 60.5% of thumbs up. So congrats, Mama. Mama had several entries. Uh, and uh, you know how we said you can, you can uh, give out, you can send as many, uh, or rather you can send three entries per character. Some people have done that. Mama was one of them. She she used her entries well. <laughs> Not sure if she's. I don't think she's in. in I don't think Twitch. she's in chat today. Seriously, the one time she's not in dun, Twitch, dun, she's dun. not on Twitch, and yeah, she's gonna get an earful. Oh no, no, she's in there. She's just being quiet. <gasps> oh, is she? Okay. Probably stepped away. Congrats. So, Mamaless. Uh, has not only won the three faction dog tags, she's also won a TSW cocktail glass. Ooh. That we'll be sending all the way down under. So congrats. So congrats to all the winners. Uh, instead of five, we actually have seven. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty fair. Yeah. Now I'm out with all the dog tags. Boo hoo 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 hoo. Maybe maybe we can have Funcom give give out more dog tags. Yeah, if Secret they make uh, the new ones, tags. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we need those. <laughs> Quantum Splat says, hopefully the cocktail glass doesn't come uh, pre-filled with a trivia. Oh, yet. You never know. <laughs> yes, Kat, you did win. You won two of your entries, one entry number three and nine. <laughs> So your entry uh, with the bike and your entry with uh, the salute. Yay, mama. <laughs> Driving. <laughs> oh, I hope you stopped before you started uh, putting in that comment. I hope you stopped and you're not, you know, texting and driving. <laughs> or you're at least at a light or something. <laughs> well, that, that's illegal in some places. Maybe not Australia, I don't know. So yeah, like I said, all the all the winners, all seven of them will each receive all three faction dog tags. Uh, and uh, Mamales, uh, with the first place entry number six, will also get TSW cocktail glass. So I will be in touch with every single one of you who has won uh, tonight. And uh, I will need to get your full address so that I can send you the dog tags and uh, send the cocktail glass to mama. Now, you probably saw something else on Twitter. Uh, we've had a couple, uh, couple of people win some awesome prizes last year. Uh, and those were signed posters that have just been signed by the dev team. And uh, that's fine. Uh, they, you know, we sent them, sent them uh, into them uh, late so uh i'm glad to see that they like them that they think the quality is good which means we're gonna be giving out some of those in the near future 
Yes, and they're gonna be signed by the development team. Woohoo! So stuff is in the works, people. Stuff is in the works. <laughs> Alright, so congrats to all the winners of our legendary moments of the Secret World contest. Um, and a uh, huge thank you to all of you who have participated. <laughs> Voomer needs a Revenant poster. <laughs> I know, right? I, I need all the posters as well. Yeah, I want all of them. And the funny thing is Tilty singled out uh, one of my favorites of Ordraug. <sighs> it, it's just, it's a massive poster, actually. <laughs> when, when you actually see them in, uh, in person, there are some prints there. There is some issues. There are some huge prints. And oh my gosh, it's going to be tough deciding which one goes, goes for what. Once we start uh, giving them away, he's going to be like, no, should have sent in more. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> There's always next time. Yes, that's true. Yeah, we, we need lots of posters. You see, guys, to all of you guys on the development team, uh, to all of you guys on Funcom's marketing team, we need posters. People would pay to get, to get yes. posters, right? We've said that a number of times, so hopefully, you know, they've just been so completely uh, uber busy with um, with the relaunch of the game. But hopefully they're taking this, you know, uh, pretty serious. And they, we know that they have a merc store, merchandise store, and uh, they have a number of things there. And we've mentioned to Tilty, uh, Tilty has also been told on the dev streams that people want posters on there and they're ready to throw money at them. So hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, sometime in the future, people will be able to, players will be able to buy posters. That Revenant shirt uh, that they showed off, I think that was given to them as a gift, Vomer. They weren't the ones uh, to make it. Or maybe they were just testing things out. I don't know. I, I think it was a gift from it, us. From, um, yeah, it was a user t-shirt company. Yeah, I uh, figured as much, yeah. You could always probably buy it from them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or just make your own. <laughs> yeah, or just make your own. I was, I was considering like, it'd be like, hey, it's it's really easy for any TSW Secret World Legends player to you know make TSW merchandise. You know, if you get the approval. So I wouldn't see why not. Well, that would probably be uh, because they're selling uh, the T-shirts uh, on their own website, so that might be a little bit tough to get. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you never know. But hey, I, I did get the approval to sell my lore pillows, so, you know, they they will approve yeah. things. Ooh. Ah. Whichever you guys out there, if you have ideas, just make sure that you seek uh, legal permission legal, yes. first before you do anything. That's just a heads up, right? Very, very, yes gotta go through that legal team and they will respond to you they responded to me they will respond to you <laughs> do you have an All idea, right. of, how mu oh, do you have an idea of how much you're gonna sell the lore pillows for we've been like debating on it like back and forth um 
it really depends on like the taxes as well um like oh base price gosh. and taxes and all oh that but is that does that mean you're limited to just like North America? No, oh mean? no. Okay, no. good. So people from all over the world, basically. Yeah, it's just be able to maybe they'll have to pay extra taxes because we we can't like really pay the taxes. Well, the thing is, you won't. You would not charge taxes on that at all because it would be it would be an export. Oh, uh, I think that's how it would go, but that's something that you need to take care of on your own end. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, but they're pretty, pretty cool. Um, we should be starting on them um in a few weeks, so give you guys updates on that. Awesome. All right. So now let's let's talk about the financial report uh, for the first quarter of 2017 that Funcom just released. Um, and uh, apparently, not apparently, but this is their in their own words, it was the most profitable quarter in Funcom history. Wow. What? <laughs> It like it holy crap they went from being like in the red to way in the black I saw that is that like a thousand I, I don't know like the math but it's like nine thousand extra dollars well I uh, think that's millions yeah. holy oh god yeah. I read that wrong <laughs> oh my lord it's just, it's just financial jargon right an increase um, in EBITDA or that's uh, basically like cash flow earnings in a way of like 6.5 million from the previous quarter one. Oh dear Jesus but that's that's also because it was so low last previous quarter one it wasn't even like um, it was 263,000 in uh, last year's quarter one and this year it was 6.7 million. But in any case, and here's why. All Conan of this exiles. is because of Conan Exiles. It was the main source of revenues for them. Um, and we all know that it has been a raving success. Um, there's been articles out there praising the way that Funcom has been handling early access of Conan Exiles and saying, hey, other companies take note of what these guys are doing because they got it right. Which, you know, it's almost like a huge responsibility <laughs> for Funcom now to kind of come through with absolutely everything they've been saying on uh, Conan Exiles. And uh, there's a huge expansion coming into that game as well. So do you think that uh, part of that success uh, is going to spill over to SWL considering that uh, they've actually mentioned in their report that the executive producer of Conan Exiles is going to be going to North Carolina to the Durham studio uh, and then the uh, strategy that they've applied on Conan Exiles which is of course a different kind of game um, but they'll be seeing how they can, they can kind of, um, use this new strategy on, um, the games like, uh, S Secret World Legends. Do you think, uh, there's going to be some, uh, some cool changes in that way? 
stra some different strategies that we haven't seen from from the dev team of SWL? Well, uh, Conan Exiles is like a upfront purchase, which is definitely going to be very different from the free to pay free to play model that we're seeing in Secret World Legends. And um, I think one of the notes it talks about uh, in the strategy or like the future for Secret World Legends is um, they're that they're obviously going to be looking at how to adjust uh, as they go forward um, the basically getting paid users uh, the paid user acquisition uh, which Jingyi Ocho and I were talking about talking about before and yeah that's the key thing as with any free to play thing or free to use getting someone to spend just one cent first and then they are now a paying customer and that's like the the limit the uh, what you want to break past getting them convincing them to spend any money on what you have yeah, see, I was I was confused on the terminology of paid user acquisitions, but apparently it means subscribers. But yeah, if if they make being a subscriber very you know profitable, well, it's probably a wrong word to use, but very um, beneficial to us, and I I would pay for it, you know. Um, but I wonder if. That means they're gonna give less benefits to the free-to-play users. Well, it's free-to-play, so it's obviously gonna be like pay to progress faster, if not pay to win. Well, they've they've said as much, so we can also uh, kind of pair it up with the interview um, that uh, Roman Amiel and uh, Scott Jr. have given to Massively OP, and. During the interview, uh, Roman said as much. Uh, it's going to be how much you value your time. Uh, you can progress faster. They did mention AP injectors specifically. So you can progress faster if you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> so how they're actually right. going to do that. They did mention that the deep mystery box and uh, regular mystery box, they have sold like hotcakes and they've made them more money than any content update that they've released. That's always now, that surprising just, and yeah. not surprising. When uh, when lockboxes like that sell like crazy, um, but yet sometimes they don't feel like they should sell like crazy, but they just do. But yeah, no. It, that's why they're not going away anytime soon. Is that they're they're very profitable for for these uh, for these MMOs. Exactly, and uh, to go back to uh, to their report, uh, they did push the stream Steam uh, release back to what is it, uh, July thirty first. So they're not initially the plan was to release it only on Steam, right? And then to follow on that with uh, the launch of the game uh, by Funcom itself. So you wouldn't need to have Steam in order to play it. Now they've kind of did a double take and <laughs> decided uh, to do it the other way around and uh, release the game by themselves on. Uh, June 26th, and then uh, due to multiple MMO releases in May and June on Steam, the company has decided to hold back the Steam launch until 31st of July. So I have mixed feelings about this because I feel like it's either going to push back 
they're going to intentionally push back the release of some of the the main post-launch content like Tokyo and Nightmare Dungeons and Raids and everything to after it's out on Steam for a little bit. That way the people who get it through Steam don't feel behind or they're going to use that time because they're not as far ahead on development as they thought they would. And so they're like only the hardcore Funcom followers are going to get it before then. And then by the time it's out on Steam for the mass public, they'll have things ready. But either way, but I don't really like it. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Steam, doesn't Steam charge per account uh, that uh, sells for a certain game? So if, in fact, uh, Funcom actually launches it on their own, the but chances are... it's free to are... play, so they don't, I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but you also have your Steam wallet. You're gonna, it's gonna have a locked currency-based system like nearly all MMOs. So if you play the MMO through the user client via the MMO, uh, you pay the MMO uh, to get whatever currency that you want in game. If you launch it through Steam, Steam gets a percentage of the pay because you have to pay uh, for that currency because normally it's locked in Steam. That's a new thing that Steam's been doing, locking MMOs to their client, uh, to their Steam platform. So if you want to buy, what's the currency again here? Uh Aurum. If you if you want to buy Aurum, uh, you have to charge your Steam wallet and then transfer that Steam currency to your game through Steam. So that's where they get percentage of the money. Now, if you install the Funcom client and play the Secret World Legends, you go to the Funcom website, give them their money, buy your aura from Funcom. They don't get the extra charge from Steam. Hmm. But the thing is as well that uh, Steam has certain limitations from certain countries. We've known that. And there's been a number of players who have been um, asking, well, will you be releasing, <laughs> you know, uh, outside of the Steam? Which I guess is uh, it's great for them. Um, so they'll be able to play the game right at launch. But, I mean, when it comes to... When it comes to this pushback of the Steam launch. Uh, the reason that they've actually given is that there's so many other MMOs being released in May and June on Steam, and they probably didn't feel that they would, uh, you know, it was just saturated. I'm sure, uh, that's, part, I'm sure that's part of the reason, but I feel well, like look, there's probably Black a lot Desert more Desert Online that. is releasing on Steam. <laughs> so is Final Fantasy. Like, so yeah, many MMOs are releasing. Line, the new expansion. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm glad they, they wouldn't. Like, because if they released through Steam on the date, then it would have just been lost to every other person who's playing all the other games that are uh, being launched. That's exactly, well, that's, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the report says about uh, why they decided, like, made this, made this decision, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying there's always more than face value. Absolutely, and they could have other valid reasons and enough, but the major one is probably, I mean, they, they learned their lesson from the initial launch of TSW when they kind of released it at a, you know, kind of funky time <laughs> and it backfired on them. So they d didn't want to put themselves into another situation like that 
where people would be like, well, have you learned nothing from before? You know, so they did. I think they made the right decision. Yeah. That's just my two cents. Um, so the launch, again, we repeat, is on the 26th of June. And it will be through Funcom's uh, own client for Secret World Legends. Now, I've seen a discussion on uh, in our Twitch chat. Uh, the company, it said in the report that the company expects the, expects the majority of players after launch to be newcomers to the game that have never been exposed to the secret world before, probably because of free-to-play, but is also working to make it worthwhile for as many veterans of the secret world as possible to continue playing uh, SWL. So we know that there's no kept progression. We're not keeping that. Everyone starts at zero. And uh, they've even said, well, look, given enough time and resources, it would have been doable, but we just don't have that. We don't have time. We don't have resources in order to make it a reality. So they had to make a decision. And part of that decision was not to kill off TSW, but instead to you know, keep the, the light on the front porch on that one. <laughs> Let's see how long that lasts. Now, also, um, they did say that uh, due to high uncertainty regarding a free-to-play business model, the company expects the development team to need to tweak the monetization mechanisms of the game in the months following launch. So, we'll see how fast they actually uh react to a whole bunch of uh new things associated with this new business model okay um also quantum he c corrected me um the paid user acquisitions because i totally didn't know it's not about subscribers it's about um advertising to get new players so does that mean that they're not going to be doing any advertising no i, th I think it i i think um, well, they like, it's like acquiring paid users, so getting someone Anyone to... who spends money on the game. Yeah. No, I yes. mean, well, what I... Sorry for the confusion, but... Um... There will be a marketing uh, push. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was asking. Is like, yeah, it's not like they won't do they won't do anything. They would be shooting themselves in the foot if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I wonder what kind of hey, like it's marketing Don't pushes. put it past them. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I don't think they would do that again. <laughs> they gotta spend all this new cash somewhere. Yes. <laughs> spend it on SWL. <laughs> uh, Quantum says that they're delaying marketing until after the release according to the financials. Hmm. Huh. Well, the thing is, there's been a lot of a lot of hype, uh, be it negative, positive, or neutral, <laughs> call it what you will. But there's no such thing as a, as negative uh, publicity, even. Well, I, I guess, no, that's not true. There totally uh, is. There <laughs> is, there is, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? At least people, people will, we'll see how people react. People who have not, players who have never played TSW. Because those are going to set a mark for you know the future of the game it's not going to be veterans it's not going to be those people who have been playing the game uh, at some point in time it's going to be new players that have never played it uh, 
So those are going to be the ones um, that Fancom really wants to attract, right? Because those are going to be the potential source of revenue uh, for them. It's not going to be GMs who are going to, you know, hop over over there and keep on getting free stuff. <laughs> Now, did anyone else find the technology part, uh, you know, upgrading the Dream World technology interesting? That they were upgrading the and adding on to well, the systems? Well, we know, we know that uh, they're, you know, they're doing um, kind of bridges between dream world with uh we know that they've uh paired it up with some of the features from the unreal engine but yeah. uh they're talking about upgrading uh dream world technology to integrate with third-party technologies um and uh that can only that can only be a good thing Uh, it's uh, they want to integrate those technologies with the existing modules and systems of the dream world technology does that mean um, that like play like users would be able to like make add-ons and mods or what what does that mean well the uh, the unreal engine which is uh, used for Conan exiles has been It says is the first game engine being integrated with Dreamworld technology. It allows content creators to use the advanced tool chain of that engine while keeping the Dreamworld technology unique systems, such as multiplayer backend deployment systems, workflow, and productivity pipelines. So they're basically able to use uh, the features of the new engine on a game that uses Dreamworld technology, which is older. So in theory, me not being technically versed in video gaming I feel you. whatsoever, <laughs> to me that reads as something that's quite positive because it allows uh, the development team to use certain features and implement those features much easier um, without actually having to transfer the game onto a new engine, which they've already said, no, it's not going to happen. Not only that, it actually allows them to, to take what they've put into, you know, how they've integrated Dreamworld into Unreal 4 and actually market that itself as a tool for other people to use. Correct. And for other companies to use. So they could actually uh, take what they've done with it and use Dreamworld as a third-party engine attached to Unreal And use that to market as well. Absolutely. So that's another source of revenue for them. Possible source of revenue. Hmm. Right. And the additional uh, cool thing is that they are planning staff increase in both yes. Oslo and Durham. So right now, they actually have around 110 employees. And they are expecting to increase that by between uh, 120 to 130. So there's going to be some uh, between 10 and 20 new positions being opened in Funcom. So that is that is huge. That yeah, that's actually very very um very positive. Yeah. I was the word slipped my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just to see case. them to see them like be on such a steady path that path that they can hire on more people is is awesome it's excellent 
So anybody who wants to work for Funcom, go put in your uh, resume. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not sure if they are applying op uh, if they are accepting open applications, but uh, keep keep on looking at Funcom.com and then just go to jobs. They're section. always accepting open applications, I believe. There you go. Now here's some, a question. Some companies will say oh. they do, but. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, they at least say they do, right? That's, yeah. That's all we know. Go ahead, Ocho. I was going to say, the uh, we know that they've got some, it, but this uh, report once more iterated that they've got a couple of new projects in the works, and the Funcom Oslo team is going to be working on a new uh, Conan the Barbarian game, um, new Conan game, but Funcom North Carolina is going to be working on a new project and they, they're very quiet about that as far as to what that project is going to be. And once more, they're very quiet hmm. about it again. Yeah, they did say it's in the concepting stage, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think well, this is going to be uh, a new IP? Or do you think this is going to be... What do you guys think it's going to be? Probably, just like how they did uh, Hide and Shriek in the park. It's it's they Maybe they want to push Those out an new IP. IPs. Those are secret world IPs. Oh. New games in... This under the secret world IP. Well, not necessarily the secret world alone, because what is mentioned in their uh, strategy part of the report is that they will be leveraging and growing the internal intellectual property properties, such as Anarchy Online, The Longest Journey, and The Secret World for both internal and third-party licensing. That's so, exciting. Yeah, and I mean, Anarchy Online, it's like, hello, you just put that game in maintenance mode. Hello. <laughs> so, you know, you never know. They might be revitalizing that game too. It also says uh, that um, in terms of the MMOs, that they will like keep them going, basically, because uh, they, quote, drive the IPs. I think that's what it said from memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess... Um, Perhaps these new games often will go under the, their existing IPs, like Conan seems to be in the secret world. Definitely. So Conan uh, Exiles does remain uh, quite a quite a big uh, money pull uh, for them. Uh, it's made them a whole bunch of money, and it will undoubtedly continue to do so. Uh, they are on track uh, from reading the report with all the all the updates and uh, they're concentrating on uh, doing uh, bug fixes and um, there's a new biome expansion the new highlands biome uh, which they uh, hope will increase the playable area and amount of content by roughly 40 percent it's like what <laughs> Can we get 40% more in SWL? Pretty like, please. <laughs> pretty, pretty please. Like, only like season two. <laughs> please, we've been waiting for it for five years. I think we deserve it. <laughs> we, will, we will go to North Carolina and help you out. Let's, let's do this. That'd be like, what, four new zones? Yeah, That's oh, a lot. <laughs> so Quantum Spot is asking, my question is, how do we get season two if... Um, the North Carolina dev team switches to a new project after SWL launch. Well, well, here's the thing. 
They will, uh, Scott Jr., the executive producer, has said that probably toward the end of the month, uh, he has to double check with marketing, he said, um, they will come out with a roadmap for Secret World Legends. So once we actually have that, um, we'll be able to know more. Initially, when the game relaunch was um, was announced, they have said, and uh, Tilty had mentioned uh, during uh, our interview with him on the show, that they have a very ambitious, uh, very ambitious um, few months after the initial relaunch when it came to SWL. Because uh, they want to release, uh, they want to, you know, release Tokyo, that means the Whispering Tide, and then it, they're hoping to get uh, Season 2 either released, the p- first part of it, by the end of this year, or beginning of next. I heard once. <laughs> I'm hoping that it would it would actually mean, you know, having all those additional uh, job postings and uh, hires that it would actually be the end of this year yeah at least hopefully maybe halloween but we we also know that season two and season three has also been written that that was written a long time ago it just takes the you know putting the characters in place and all that well to be fair we know that it was written in what kind of stage of the writing it is uh, you know, we still don't know because there yeah. could be many edits and many rewrites and stuff like that. And we do know that uh, they have great writing staff. And of course, uh, Joshua Allen Deach, who was the lead writer, we know that he occasionally, uh, we've been told, he occasionally does um, uh, some extra work for uh, Funcom as well. So, you know, there's there's plenty of opportunities there. The question that will, you know, to answer Quantum's question is, well, it all depends how successful the launch is. If it attracts a lot of players, if people start spending money on the game, um, I have no doubt that we will actually see season two sooner rather than later. If, however, because here's the thing, if people are spending money on a product, then, you know, cool we need to keep that player base happy and the way to do it is like keep on churning new stuff and adding it into the game now we know that uh any kind of uh, story content will remain free but with that new free story content will come potential monetization in lots of other different forms now if they are able to come up with a good monetization plan and if they tweak it, as they said, they'll watch it and they'll tweak it, you know, and adjust it accordingly. If they do that right, then we'll keep on having the content. But if if that kind of falls flat, if the relaunch falls flat on, their, on its face, it's going to be tough. What do you guys think? Well, during the, the Massively uh, interview... They did say that they were at least hoping to get season two out before the end of the year. So, uh, yes, so, they've maintained that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's. I mean, I don't see any reason not to to think that that is still on the plate. If anything, I think we're definitely going to get a season two. 
but I think that maybe anything past season two might more hinge on the success on the success on the success of the game. Right, and now let's not forget that we have a whole bunch of events that are coming up toward the end of the year, namely Halloween, which is full of content, and uh, they also need to adjust that for the new reality <laughs> in as yeah. well. So they definitely have their work cut out for them. Definitely, that's for sure. When is um, the Funcom's anniversary? Not the Funcom's, uh, TSW's anniversary. 3rd of July. Okay, and so if it launches on the 26th and then in Steam on the 31st, then that will be the first event, actually. Maybe. Could they have an event like immediately following launch, you think? Oh, God, I don't know. Well, it would be kind of cool to have something, but then again, you know, how many players are going to be, how long will it take, you know, level 10, level 20, or whatever level it is on a, you know, newbie level? Well, I'm sure <laughs> to, they, to they would, something. yeah. Maybe they would have a t-shirt, I guess, but if, if everybody's just such low level and not have an event. Well, they did say they... I do believe that they said that they do plan on doing something. Now, the question is, will they be doing it in TSW as well as SWL? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to yeah. be interesting. Will they be releasing you know, Guardians of Gaia in TSW? <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tricky. But okay, let's let's talk about that interview because it was really really interesting. Um, oh, actually, uh, just before we move on from the financial report, I just wanted to add um, in the financials section uh, they mention and they describe about something that's going on with their uh, convertible bond. And uh, basically, what happened or it was that uh, in April the holders of this bond uh, have uh, converted their bond. Uh, half of the bond into shares, which uh, translation basically means that the investors in Funcom uh, believe that like uh, that there's a greater upside than just getting the interest uh, from the bond, and like they whoever these investors are who originally gave them this debt uh, are positive about uh, Funcom's oh, wow. outlook in the longer yeah they term wouldn't switch over then. to stock if they didn't thought think that stock wasn't going to rise yeah exactly that's yeah. awesome. And half of it, which is uh, pretty substantial. I think the convertible Very bond substantial, was like yeah. six, seven million or something. Uh, yeah. I I, it was in the millions, yeah. So def definitely a lot of interesting stuff uh, to kind of digest as we go along. These are just the initial thoughts. I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about it and referencing stuff uh, from that report uh, in the next few, uh, next few episodes as well of our podcast. Uh, okay, so we've already referenced the uh, massively OP interview with Scott Jr. and Romana Miel. Um, and uh, there's been like little bits and pieces that they've mentioned before, even on our, on our uh, show. Like namely, when, when did uh, this idea all start? <laughs> of a relaunch and uh, they said that they started uh, at the start of 2016 kind of toying with the idea of the relaunch not really sure what 
it could be and how. And then uh, a small amount of staff started uh, active development, um, working on it in August of 2016. And then entire team started working on it this January 2017. So they basically, see, I was always under the impression that they <laughs> kind of had the entire team working on it already at the end of last year, but no, it huh. it was still, I mean, it's not surprising considering all the events that were going on, right? But at the same time, it was like, really so you just started I, it, there was probably a lot of preparation and a lot of planning it in, adva- in advance and you know dotting uh, dotting i's and crossing t's as they would say so the entire team started working on it in january of this year so that's five months and we're in beta four close beta four uh right now did it say that they were they only started working on it in January or like only started development because there could be like design and other things before that well entire team they basically said that entire team uh, switched over to working actively working on the TSW relaunch in January of this year Mm, yeah I thought it was long before that too because they were talking about the new big thing from like last summer yeah that like I said that's what I thought but then you know they said that a small amount of staff was working uh, on active development uh, from August. So while they were working on it, you know, it wasn't the entire team, which I guess, uh, you know, in hindsight, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find uh, there was a question about, you know, what was profitable for them uh, because the entire game was about the story and uh, I found it extremely interesting we knew that issues were not selling as well Um, and uh, they specified during the interview that story content updates stopped being profitable at the start of 2016 uh, to which Roman said oh even earlier than that (laughs) yeah they're just saying uh, that the, the business model that they had of selling the selling the you know the quest packs and uh, going the buy-to-play model was just not working. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, who was playing the game? We have we have talked about this for God knows how many times. We had uh, subscribers who were getting their subscribers, either GMs or you know otherwise, who kept getting their stipend every month. So they would accumulate points uh, that the company was giving them for being subscriber. And then they would use those points in order to purchase uh, content updates well, see, when they were coming the, up. That was one of the benefits of a subscriber. Like I always assumed that that was just like common, like commonly known, right? That like subscribers would just use their stipend to get the new content. No, sure, but when it ends up that most of your current player base uh, has spent two hundred and how like $250 on a game years ago <laughs> but it was what maybe not well still the thing is that it wasn't profitable for them so they had to do something right so we can see how they had to change their business model and how, how they had to do like do a u-turn not maybe a u-turn but they had to like a uh, do something 
in order to actually start making money and the fact that the mystery box and deep mystery box made them more money than uh, the content that they were producing you know probably started them thinking well maybe free to play isn't such a bad idea <laughs> especially because they said that they the story itself is basically the driving factor of the game or what they're going to make the driving factor of the game and so why not make that free and so make the story free just brings in everybody and then once everybody is in you can sell them all the uh sell them all the lock boxes and sell them all the uh um the costumes and and everything else that goes along with it yeah Right. Now, uh, Toph is asking, but Funcom's financial report said that most of their profits in 2016 came from TSW. How come they say it wasn't profitable? They're not saying that it wasn't uh, profitable. It's just that the kind of content that they were creating in TSW surroundings and a business model wasn't uh, making them profit. So the content update that they would put out wasn't making them a profit based on how much uh, time and resources they had to put on it. But other stuff that they would put out, like uh, all those, uh, uh, what, what you call it, the, the bags, bags of this, bags of that, <laughs> you know, a mystery box, deep mystery box. Those were actually making a bigger profit to them than the actual content that they would spend like four months developing. So... You know, it was like, well, why not give them, give the players content for free and we can concentrate on, not concentrate, but we can also come up with different things that people obviously want to spend money on. And um, I think that kind of just says that the profits were so small that like they weren't sustainable. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like all of quarter one, uh, 263,000 EBITDA, uh, sort of like cash flow uh, profit, that's like two people's yearly salaries for a company that that has 100 employees and that's like all of quarter one so uh needs to be a lot better than that it's profit margins <laughs> now when it comes to content for swl uh as i mentioned before um scott jr did mention that uh post launch roadmap may be published later this month um and uh when there'll be mention of when specific features will be coming up um tokyo as we know uh from the get-go will not be released at launch and that's due to aegis and now finally enough uh roman said that aegis is kind of like a you know oh my god uh kind of not something that the 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 team collectively is proud of uh <laughs> did they just straight up basically say that they just thought it was maybe a mistake <laughs> yeah, they did. And it, the thing is, they've said that before as well, uh, that it was trying to fix something. Roman said on uh, on our own show, uh, they tried to fix something with Aegis, trying to give, you know, things for people to do, <laughs> but it only end up being uh, annoying and actually drive that system drove a lot of people out of the game. So it backfired on them royally. 
And, uh, and but as they said, they got pinned in the corner, tried to fix it with Aegis, and it didn't work. <laughs> so the new reiteration of Aegis, Aegis, because now here's the thing. Initially, they said, no, there will be no Aegis. But then they probably realized that due to lore reasons that is already in the game, they got to keep some sort of reiteration of it. But they did mention during this interview that uh, Aegis system, as we know it now, will not exist. It'll be a completely brand new uh, system and shouldn't be as aggressive or annoying. So <laughs> that's like, yeah, I don't know what to think about that. What do you guys think? Are you kind of looking forward to exp <laughs> experimenting with Aegis again? Uh, it'll be interesting. I. I was always fine with it. I, I wasn't really bothered by it at all. It'll just be another thing for me to do, if anything. Definitely. And considering there's going to be uh, a faster, probably a faster, let's hope for faster. I should uh, I should correct myself. Let's hope for faster release of uh, content. That will just mean that, you know, we got to spend that much more time <laughs> on playing the game and, you know, getting ourselves up there to uh, to actually be able to do uh, content in Tokyo. Because I was, I was in game, I was at my end game when Tokyo got released and I still had issues. So yeah. hopefully it's not going to be the same things. No, it probably uh, won't. It'll, it'll most likely be on a much smoother curve with the rest of the game. I remember when the dungeons were coming out and um, Funcom and Joel had brought in like uh, journalists and such to to see what the dungeons were like and see how Aegis worked in them. Uh, oh, sorry, the Tokyo dungeons. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I was really excited at that time. It's like, man, these are so cool. New dungeons, the first new dungeon, and the mechanics actually were like seemed like they were really exciting and really interesting. Um, yeah, that first day of in in the. Tokyo um, Manufactory A being so confused that we have no idea what to do. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? You know, you kind of have to figure it out. Uh, it's like that for any dungeon. I guess like Aegis kind of just gave a few more uh, mechanics. Uh, the things with the like people having to be geared for the right, having the right kind of shields or attacking the specific enemies. Yeah. Um, those were actually good mechanics. It was just the grinding part, which wasn't great. Yeah, but also the way through which we were supposed to use those new things, you know, like manually switching between <laughs> the shields and stuff like that, controllers, that that was just like, oh, if not for the mods, uh, you know, that we had for Aegis, it would it would prove to be a lot more challenging for a lot of players because a lot of people as soon as they you know started uh playing with aegis playing uh, in tokyo it was like yeah you need this mod or that mod uh because it will help you tremendously and it does it did <laughs> like Jimmy said, uh, it will, as far as Aegis is concerned in Tokyo, uh, it will probably just be a mechanic and not a gear grind, which would which be absolutely good. great. Yeah. 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 And Lucy does have a point. Uh, Aegis compared to, you know, when it initially came out versus how it is right now in TSW, uh, changed into something really simple and cheap compared to the launch of it. 
I do agree with that because it was brutal <laughs> in well, the very beginning. They were trying to help people level up, not, uh, rank up faster, you know, because when they converted everything to bullion and all that, they streamlined it. Now, good news when it comes to uh, beta, closed beta. Um, they did mention that they're hoping to lift the NDA at the end of beta 4. And end of beta 4 is hopefully coming soon. I they've they've yeah. been doing updates like every couple of weeks, right? So it's probably next week because it's not in line with their dev stream. And they're having a dev stream tomorrow. So hopefully in the next 10 days or so. That should um, be soon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the NDA will be lifted and we'll be able to talk about things. talk about everything. <laughs> so the NDA has like a ending date? Yeah, as soon as oh, yeah. they lift the NDA. Yes. Uh, initially they said that uh, we just NDA will be lifted. Exactly. Uh, that NDA will be lifted uh, when the game goes into an open beta, which means that, you know, everyone can sign up for it and uh, play it. Uh, and, you know, there's no NDA. Right now it's still in effect. So it's up to the company itself, uh, themselves to lift it. And... Uh, once they do that, it's like, yay, rivers are going to flow. <laughs> now, uh, they did mention combat animations. Uh, there are some things that, that were kind of elaborated more upon, where other things were just uh, a repeat, repeat, rehash of uh, information that we already had. Um, we know that um, they have done a lot of uh, combat animations uh, like new ones they've updated them one uh, they updated them as a matter of priority but uh some character animations like you know how a female character is walking for example <laughs> so manly <laughs> uh will not be changed uh at the relaunch um, but they might be changed later on, time and resource permitting. Uh, they did say they were looking at uh, strafing, walking, uh, EDC on, uh, you know, improving that as much as they possibly can. They did also mention that there will be no TSW style tab targeting in SWL, which is kind of sad. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting for leechers if leeching will still exist. Mm. I'm it's sure they'll figure out a way. Well, it's gonna be really interesting when you have a lot of mob on you. Oh God, <laughs> AOE's, like, AOE's everywhere. <laughs> good luck to you, buddy. Oh man. Now they didn't mention uh, there was a whole bunch of things uh, that was changed. Uh, due to the feedback they got during beta, uh, namely the reticle, the dreaded reticle uh, changes that they've implemented so far, uh, have all been as a result of the feedback that they've received. Uh, and uh, Roman had uh, also mentioned that uh, beta was a huge help in bringing some issues to light, um, like keyboard-only players that he hadn't even considered. Uh, we know that from his previous uh, interviews as well, but he did say that uh, <laughs> a lot of the times that he's probably the favorite, he's the least 
uh, favorite person. <laughs> I agree, dog. puppy. I agree. Yeah, Sierra. Sierra is not very impressed. <laughs> Alrighty, so she might be uh, very vocal <laughs> in the background still. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys continue. <laughs> okay. What? What was the question? That you were gonna beta say. Feedback. No, uh, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> oh, beta okay. feed uh, uh, caused caused already kill changes. The beta helped well, uh, yeah. bring in some issues. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, he did. Yeah, this is what I wanted to say. Uh, sorry about this, folks. It's okay. <laughs> we're going to jump to like a hundred different places right now. Um, Roman has said that he's like the least favorite person on the entire dev team because he sees something, um, some sort of feedback and he goes, oh yeah, that would be interesting. Well, how about we do that? And then people kind of look at him and go like, really? Are you <laughs> on serious? On top of everything else? <laughs> And we do know from before, remember when Joel was talking about uh, what kind of uh, lead designer back in the day uh, Tilty was, and he, Joel said that uh, Tilty just kind of sneaks things past him when Joel was a game director of TSW. And he will go to like different people and be like, yeah, can you just do this? And maybe let's do that. And then all of a sudden from like, uh, say 10 things they needed to fix for a hot fix or an update uh, there's all of a sudden 60 things that were that were done it's like how how do you do that <laughs> he's sneaky that's why sneaky tilty yes all right so lots of lots of uh, overall how would you how would you guys rate the stuff that you read in the financial report would you say like your uh optimistic cautiously optimistic neutral you know um, negative i'm about 75 percent 20 like good 25 percent concerned uh i see that conan exiles is its cash cow right now and i am a bit worried to see how Sacred world legends will factor into that to see where their attention will lie that's that's the only thing that i was really concerned about from seeing the financial report I didn't see anything in the financial report that really surprised me either. That, you know, to say that Conan Exiles was doing well, that was good. Yeah. Uh, that Conan Exiles was doing as well as it is, that was kind of surprising, I guess. But um, the rest of it was basically like, you know, Secret World Legends is on par and, you know, we're going to we're gonna get that out. And if that does well, we'll do more with it. And blah, blah, blah. like it, everything that they basically mentioned seemed, you know, seemed expected. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. For me, while the Steam uh, delay is understandable, uh, their reasons are probably the right ones. Um, but it is disappointing because I was excited to play with uh, friends who didn't play The Secret World or like barely played it. Uh, and Steam was going to be that avenue that we could play it all together. Uh, but now I'm conflicted. I'm like, oh man, if I start early on, on whatever their other client is, then I'm going to be too far ahead and it won't be as fun. So I don't know what I'm going to do now. Hmm. Well, like, okay, if we download through uh, Funcom's client, can we always re-download through Steam's client later on? Yeah. Okay, well, that, that that's not really a problem then. So either way, it's just going to be the client. The client's going to be free. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, as long as you just have your account, that it doesn't really matter what you download it through. 
it, it's more of the uh like being ahead i'd like i like starting right at launch with everyone that would be ideal but uh we'll have to figure that one out tell your friends to go through funcom <laughs> but okay why would you why would you guys want to download it via steam because of uh certain steam achievements or um it it keeps the hours logged just because like other people use are more comfortable since they already use steam for everything um, more for them. Like I, I'm fine using the local client, uh, the Funcom client, since you know I've been doing that this whole time. But it's uh, for accessibility, and then other people, your friends, can see when you're playing. It's easier to communicate. That's all good. Yeah. Oh no, uh, I, I want to um, clarify. I don't. I don't mean that there are actually going to be two different clients, like a Steam client and this client. No, it's just the the Steam overlay when you install a game through Steam then it's installed in a different location than where it would be installed if you just installed it through Funcom's website. So it would be the same client. It would just, you would have to basically reinstall it. Which is yeah, fine. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, that's fine. It's just, just the time thing of when to start and uh, um, if you want to have the, those community parts of Steam. All righty. So... Uh, at the very end of our podcast for tonight, uh, Jin, there is a community event yes. going on. Um, there it's more is, of a giveaway, right? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the Animation giveaway. Um, if you follow Animation on Twitter, and if you um, retweet their thing, uh, they are doing a giveaway... And it ends on May 19th, which is tomorrow. I linked it in chat. Um, it includes mounts. It includes other things. I, I um, If you want to get uh, certain mounts before you link your uh, uh, TSW account to your Secret World Legends account, now's the time to do it. There's some pretty cool things. Uh, there's um, Icy Claw, Siberian Husky, Nasir's Groove, Emote... Um, domesticated moose. Moose is awesome. Uh, the Hermes MT six hundred, that legendary one. Mhm. Mm and um, yep. some clothes, infused jacket, infused dress pants, and infused dress shoes. So that's that's pretty nice. Um, they're oh, absolutely. They're a new blog, so I uh, I encourage you guys to follow them as well. And also, um, it's Anima. Dash nation yes, com yes. and on Twitter, they are at anima underscore nation. So at anima underscore nation. Um, also, a note that uh, Matarius is still doing uh, the world uh, end of the world publication Eschaton. Uh, the end date will pro uh, will probably be on uh, June twenty sixth when the TSW launches. I'll give you a link to his um, thing as well. It's uh, basically you write a scenario about the end of the world, like how you will view the end of basically TSW's world uh, using key themes uh, like uh, earth, water, fire, and void, and air. Yeah, earth, air, water, fire, and void. Um, awesome. He's he's gonna try to publish it as well, and there's always there's already been um, several submissions, so I'm very excited. I want to see this publication. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jimmy says, shit. That reminds me, I need to give away like 15 icy claws. <laughs> oh god, Jimmy. Oh god. 
Oh, yes, and the, the Secret World database giveaway is still going on. Uh, let me... Is there a link? Uh, yes, there is. Let me get you the link. If you guys want more giveaway stuff, then go to them. That's right. And for that, all you need to do is post on the forums what you would like. Uh, read the rules, please, before you do so. And check the list. Uh, see what's available before you... <laughs> before you sign up for anything of course if you have it already uh you know don't ask for it let someone else who does not have it get it on their account uh so that way when see there's a lot of buying and selling and giving away <laughs> because um what will happen is the account that you have chosen to link with swl will carry everything that's on the, not the account sorry the character uh will carry over from just over six thousand uh cosmetic items and vanity items uh there will be about 4500 uh of those vanity items pets prints um, clothes and a whole bunch of other stuff that you will actually be able to transfer over to swl but you need to have it on that particular character that you will be linking to SWL. So there's, you still have time to, uh, you know, to get that mount, to get that emote, to get that clothing item. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of them. If nothing else, go into TSW and ask, does anyone have, <laughs> have this item or post it on the forums? I'm sure if someone's got it, they'll give it to you. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, what are they going to do with the packs, right? Anyone want 15 million packs? <laughs> As they say, you can't take it with you. Yep. I wish we could, though. <laughs> all right. So, once again, uh, congratulations to all seven of our winners in the legendary moments of TSW. Um, thank you to all the participants. Uh, congrats once more to Klaus, Frank, Katerina1, Siafi, MKU, and Mamales. Uh, as I mentioned before, I will be in touch with you guys and um, I'll need to get some info from you so that I can send you your prizes so oh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be back next week for more talk of tsw and even more talk on swl secret world legends so until next thursday hope you have fun gaming and have a great week bye-bye bye-bye bye everybody
Thanks for tuning in to tonight's broadcast of Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and be sure to check holosuitemedia.com and iTunes for our remastered shows and more. You can follow us on Twitter at BeyondTSW. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email to beyondtsw at gmail.com and join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Beyond the Veil, a place where hilarity always ensues. Thank you.